Your friends in Christ, God's grace, which is that undeserved love, and his mercy, which is taking that love and putting it into action in our lives, and his peace, which is the result of that love in our lives, they are all yours through faith in Christ, our our Savior. And so which one is it? As you watch the news, do we have an outbreak? An epidemic? Or a pandemic? Have you heard those three words? And and maybe you know better than I what the difference is. I, I believe an outbreak means that a sudden, worse than normal display of something that is harmful to our health in a very localized area. That can be an outbreak. And then an epidemic is when it reaches even higher proportions and lives are in jeopardy. But it's still somewhat regionalized. Or a pandemic, meaning that it's now affected regions throughout the entire world. Which one do we have? Is it just an outbreak? An epidemic or a pandemic? You know what I'm talking about, right? No, I'm not talking about the coronavirus, which I'm sure you're thinking of right now, right? It's important enough to think about, but really, I'm talking about something far more severe. You see, when we hear those words, pandemic and epidemic, we automatically think of our physical well-being and we think of of the dangers, whether it's SARS or or coronavirus or, or any other threat to our physical health. But I want to talk to you about something that I'm going to put at the pandemic level. Biblical illiteracy. Which is just a fancy way of saying a lack of education when it comes to the Bible. And I have proof to back up my claim. I want to point you to a survey that was done in Great Britain only three years ago. And these are the type of results that came from this survey. In Great Britain, the question was asked, how many of you are familiar with Adam and Eve? David and Goliath, and the Good Samaritan. And only 30% knew that they were from the Bible. Perhaps even more troubling was that when they brought up the person of Superman, over 30% thought that maybe that idea came from the Bible. And even higher were the amount of people, now that is Great Britain, who thought that Harry Potter was a biblical character. And the reality is is that when people were asked about Jesus himself, only 60% thought that he was a real person whose life was recounted for us in Scripture. I think we have a problem. 
And this is not just a Great Britain problem. I, I said we can focus on that, but if we just want to look over the ocean and, and poke fun at someone else, then maybe we should look here in the United States and realize that your average American family owns three Bibles. And yet when similar questions were asked to your average American family, the results didn't change that much. And so what is this, an outbreak? Or an epidemic? Or, or a pandemic? Ladies and gentlemen, we have an issue that we need to solve, and it's the topic of biblical illiteracy, but there is an obvious answer. It's Christian education. And instead of presenting this to you as a, a threat, let's take a look at this as an incredible opportunity, which it is. It's a chance to present the truths of God's word to ourselves and others, to people in our homes and outside of our homes, to give them a confidence and a knowledge that can literally change their lives. It's an education that endures for eternity. And so today on this Christian Education Sunday, let's just take a look at, at some fairly well-known words from 2 Timothy chapter 3. We start with verse 14. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of, because you know those from whom you learned it, and how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. It's the word of our Lord. So it's the Apostle Paul writing again. But he's writing under duress. I want you to have that in your mind as you think about 2 Timothy. Obviously, a previous letter had been penned by Paul to Timothy, his younger but not necessarily young protege. But when you read through 2 Timothy, you realize that something drastic is happening. In fact, it's one of the letters that Paul wrote when he's in prison. And, and maybe you know that Paul was in prison a couple of different times. This would be the second time he was in prison. And this would be the time when he was going to lose his life. And so some people consider Second Timothy to be his last will and testament. And I think these words, you, you have an idea of what's really on his heart as he's talking about the future of the Christian church, but specifically the future of, of Timothy as a pastor and the, the congregations that he might have the opportunity to lead. And what do you see on his heart is the desire that people who have God's word continue in it and persevere in it. But what's it going to take? It's going to take emphasizing the value of Christian education. Because it's an education that, that endures even beyond this world. And so look at his opening words. He says, 
But as for you, continue in what you learned and have become convinced of, because you know those from whom you learned it, and how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. And in that section of our word today, you have laid out really what the purpose of Christian education is. Every type of education is geared towards making you wise in some form or another. But Christian education has a specific realm, and it's saying we want you to be wise for salvation. So just bear with me as we drill down on that word salvation, because I really think that this whole text really hangs on that word. If you want to make it simple in your mind, why do we emphasize Christian education? Why does Paul care that Timothy stay faithful? Why does God care enough to give his disciples the instruction to teach? Why did God care enough to give all of us his word? It's because of salvation. And I am convinced that our Christian education suffers because we don't stop and think about what salvation means. So let's do that. The very word salvation and coming to the realization that it is something we need implies we have a problem. But we need to be instructed about that. You see, salvation isn't even a thing. It's nothing we need to talk about. It's nothing that we need to have on our radar. It's certainly nothing we need to bring up with our kids if we are at peace with God naturally. But Christian education reminds us that that's not the case. The fact that we're talking about salvation means that there's something that is impeding it and in fact preventing it. And yes, that's what sin is. And isn't it comforting to know that we have a God who loves us enough to say, I'm going to talk to you straight. I'm going to present the truth to you. I'm going to tell you something that you need to know. You might not want to hear it, but listen, your eternity is in balance and I want to talk to you about salvation. You are not right with God. Your sins have separated you from him. but there is a way to become wise for salvation. So salvation means that there's a a need, but it also implies that there is a remedy. And so we, of course, turn to our Christ, our Savior, the one who we know to be the, the sin bearer, the substitute, the one who has taken our lives, but the only reason you know that is because you've been instructed whether you were instructed as you opened up a Bible and read it for yourself, whether you were instructed as a child when mom or dad or grandma or grandpa told you, whether you went to a church and a pastor opened up the truths of God's word and shared it with you, do you remember the moment when the load of your sins finally was removed from your shoulders? And if you don't, Praise God that it happened at such an early age that you've always been wise for salvation. But here's the last component that I don't think we talk about enough. It's the eternal aspect of salvation. I'm convinced that we live our lives as crazy as they are, as busy as they are, as focused as they are on 
on our work and our tasks at home that we forget about eternity. And when we forget about eternity, we forget about the real significance of salvation. And that's what Apostle Paul is saying is, Timothy, you've known this from infancy. You've known this from little on, but don't ever forget it because you need to be wise for salvation because it isn't something that ends anytime soon. Tell me I'm wrong. But when you think about the conversations you've had over the last couple of weeks, I'm going to guess that almost all of them have to do with things that have earthly deadlines. Whether it's at work and you have the deadlines there and the boss won't be happy until this project is finished, whether it's with your spouse and you're talking about things that need to get done, bills paid, groceries need to be bought, and they have timelines, whether it's with your children and you're talking about them getting their homework done on time, whether it's getting the application ready for college, which has a deadline, we aren't thinking about eternity enough which means that we're forgetting about the significance of being wise for salvation in Christ Jesus. We have been created to live forever. And eternity is a reality. The question is where that eternity will be spent. And if I have your attention now, now you're starting to see the importance of Christian education. Because everything that we long for in this world will come to an end. And yet what do we do? We constantly put all the attention on preparing ourselves for the glories of retirement. The glories of this world. The glories of the here and now. But Christian education reminds us how important it is to be wise for salvation because we have eternity at stake and what a gracious God we have that instructs us. And so the Apostle Paul talks about how Timothy has that knowledge from little on that's going to make an impact for eternity and how he wants him to hold true to that because in the Holy Scriptures, the very thing that we're looking at right now, we have the Christian education laid out in front of us, and it's for old and young alike. We can put eternity in the hearts of an older person. We can talk about eternity in the hearts of a younger person. Because it's part of who we are, we can talk about the confidence we can have, whether today is the last day of my life, or whether the Lord gifts me with 50 more. We're wise for salvation in Christ Jesus. That's why we're talking about Christian education. Because it's an education that lasts for an eternity, but it's also an education that equips us for right now. And so just take a look at the way this text ends. It says, All Scripture is God-breathed. It's useful for teaching rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. 
Okay, so now that we have eternity in mind and we are thinking about the ramifications of eternal life and the blessings of knowing that in Christ, with sins forgiven, we look forward to the glories of heaven. Now let's scale it back and say, what about now? Christian education. It equips us for having a meaningful life now. Listen to how Paul says it. He says, when you look to everything God has written, and it is in fact God-breathed, we can trust it. I don't care what your favorite book is, and I'm sure it's an awesome book. I'm convinced when I read Crime and Punishment by Dostoevsky, that that's as close to an inspired book as you're going to find in this this world. It's an incredible book. I have no idea how he was able to tie it all together and have such meaningful things to say, and yet when I put it up next to Scripture, it doesn't hold a candle because it's God-breathed, the Word of God is. And so what is he saying? Since we have the very truths of God in front of us and we page through it, we now have something that equips us for a meaningful life now, even as we wait for eternity, because it says it's all God-breathed and it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training. It's kind of fun to watch that happen in our lives. As we are frequently taught and corrected, rebuked and trained, to be the people that God would have us be as we are his examples, excuse me, his ambassadors in this world. There are things that we get to do now that seem so silly to the world. And why, the world would say, why do you act that way, Christian? Because we've been trained. Christian education. We've been corrected to not think about the things of this world as the be-all and end-all. Why? God's words have been inspired and it's changed our hearts. We've been rebuked. But a loving Father has created us now to be brought up in his word and ready to bring that word to others. That's what Christian education is all about. As you were looking through these words, do you know who the unsung hero is? It's found in the word infancy. When the Apostle Paul is reminding Timothy, continue in what you have learned and how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures. The unsung hero are the people that brought Christian education to Timothy when he was an infant. And they have names. All you have to do is page back in the scriptures until that first chapter of 2 Timothy, and two people are called out by name. You know what their names are? Lois and Eunice. It was Timothy's mom and grandma. And Paul mentions them by name saying, what a blessing it was that you had a mother and a grandmother that brought God's word to you in Christian education. And so my question is, who do you get to be the unsung hero for in your lives? You get to be a Lois or Eunice in the lives of whom? Maybe it's your very children. Maybe it's a niece or a nephew. Maybe it's cousin Bob. Maybe it's your neighbor. 
Maybe it's the person you're sitting next to right now. But you, with eternity in your heart and eternity in your mind, confident because of what Christian education has taught you about your Savior, you are now equipped to tell others and educate them in the truths of God's Word as you share Scripture with them. And take it seriously as job number one. You've been trained and ready to do this. We do have an outbreak in front of us, and yes, we can even elevate it to a pandemic. Because you can find pockets throughout the entire world where biblical literacy is waning and illiteracy is taking over. Can you imagine the scenario when there are people who don't even know that Christ is a reality or what he has done, and yet you who are blessed to know through Christian education? We stand at the ready to educate others, not in a way that belittles, and not in a way that ashames, but rather in a way that holds forth the word of truth and educates the heart and prepares them for eternity with their Savior. May God grant us opportunity and a willingness to continue our growth even as we assist in growing others. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, may it guard and keep your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.